Hello and welcome to episode 606 of Two Hosers Photo Show. My name is Alan in Tübingen, Germany. With me as, oh, once again, who are we kidding at this point? Adam's not here. He'll be here in the episode, though. As I've mentioned before, this is one of the classics, one of the, is that what we're calling it? The classics, the reboots, the, no, the milestones. Milestones. I think they're called the classics. Uh, Busy, very busy summer, so we wanted to revisit some milestone episodes. This week, we're going to episode number 200. Now, this one's kind of fun because the cold open comes from none none other than Chris Marquardt, co-creator of The Invisible Camera and host of Tips from the Top Floor. And uh, completely uh, unprompted, he fulfilled Adam's dream of having the party favor at the opening of the episode. Then we get into into the theme song, and I wanted to mention the genesis of the theme song. I believe it was in the very first episode when I was going to decided we were going to do a podcast, I knew I needed a theme, so I went to my buddy Steve Connolly, who lives in Australia, Sydney, Australia. And I said, "Steve, can you whip something together?" And that's what he came up with. And then at one point, we got a I got a uh, an email from a listener, uh, American guy living in Mannheim, Germany, and uh, he said he liked the theme song, but he thought it should be re-recorded. And so he did. He re-recorded it and sent it, and it was it was fantastic. And so I said to him, I said, wow, you did a really great job. Have you ever considered putting together some stock music? You could make a couple of pennies doing that. You'd be great. And his response was, sure, I won a Grammy with Roberta Flack, and I've recorded with Sting, or I forget the list of, of, of recording artists, but it was some heavy, heavy hitters. But yeah, sure, why don't I try doing stock music? And at which point I felt a little embarrassed and uh, made a joke about it. And he, he thought it was pretty funny as well. But that's the beginning. So the beginning is the, the opening theme song is the redone version. The closing theme song is the original from Steve. We did some, these are the challenge photos again, as I mentioned before. We do them every week. This one, I'm guessing... I can't find the literature on this one. Must be Halloween. Must be my guess. Because the original air date on this episode is November the 3rd, 2014. Uh, So just after Halloween. Must have done it for Halloween. So here's a shot of Adam's son as Iron Man. Really quite cool. And then me and my daughter as the princess and the lumberjack. I'm the lumberjack, by the way, if you're not sure. And the other photos from this episode, there's one of uh, Adam took of his daughter and some flowers. And then the other one is a photo of a portrait of my grade 8, 9, and 10 math teacher, who uh, I was a big fan of, Mr. Harwood, fantastic teacher. And I knew I'd be back. This is like, again, in 2012. I knew I'd be back in, in Vancouver. So I looked him up and said, hey, you, you meant a lot to me. I'd like to come and take your picture. And this is what we have. And that is enough ranting. So here is episode 200. <laughs> wow. The two hosers turning 200? That's amazing. That's... Wait, wait. Hold on. This is so amazing. I'm going to... There you have it, 200. <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I do remember when the show was just this teeny 
tiny little Canadian whippersnapper. <laughs> and now, wow, Adam, you've done an amazing job. And that's just the first 200. Keep it going. Keep it going. Photographers around the globe need you. Hello and welcome to episode 200 of the Two Hosers Photo Show. My name is Alan in Tubing in Germany and with me as always is... Adam, still Vancouver. I say always, it's been 200 in a row, man. It's huge. First of all, Marquardt, thanks. that was Chris Marquardt, by the way, and you heard in the intro from Tips from the Top Floor. Big fan of you, evidently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It, was, it felt good to really be acknowledged for all my hard work. I did not hear your name. What's going on, Adam? <laughs> um, Halloween. To, the answer is 200. Before oh, we get to Halloween, awesome. obviously Halloween, we did Halloween too. Okay. All right. But the answer is, is, is 200. 200, yeah. 200 is going on. Can I, can I stop now? At 200? Yeah. Sure. All right. <laughs> you mean quit? Like you're done? Yes. That my whole Do my goal a... was always just to get to two hundred. Yeah, sure it was. <laughs> it's like I think the goal was ten. <laughs> it was it was like running a marathon. My goal is usually to get through the week. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I I, I try to go thirty nine kilometers, <laughs> and then just shut her down. That last forget the last one. Yeah, you know, good enough. So what I always say this is sort of awkward because I didn't tell you that ahead of time, but. Uh, do you have a replacement? I don't know. I, I'm going to be pretty hard to replace. I'm going to tell you that much. Yeah, I'm sure that there are a dime a dozen down at the marketplace. <laughs> I'm sure I'll go find some guy who doesn't even really speak English <laughs> or own a camera. Yeah. See, that would be a true testament to your, your teaching. <laughs> a guy who doesn't speak English or own a camera? Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. and maybe he doesn't even have pants. I, I Pants, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> I'm okay with no shirt. <laughs> okay. No shirt. But pants. Pants is the cutoff. Okay. Pants. Speaking of which, speaking of which, right. t-shirts. Uh-oh. It's November. We're, we're recording this on November the 2nd. Right. Oh, not not those t-shirts. I, I was going to say, I stopped asking a while ago. Yeah, no, no. We actually got somebody else asked to. <laughs> but I would, it's, yeah, okay. Well, I'm not even going to talk about that. My, I'm just saying that it's November the 2nd when we're, we're recording this. Right. November the 3rd when it's released. Okay. And in Germany, two days in a row now, we've gone for hikes. I just got back from a hike in the woods wearing a t-shirt. Wow. The weather is that in November. I can't believe it. My kid was running around barefoot yesterday. That's the weather. And, and I'm not talking about, okay, it's you know plus four and she's a tough kid. No, no. No. Riding around on a bicycle barefoot because it's so unbelievably warm here. The summer will not end. Wow. I, you know, I'm, 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 not, I'm not happy for you. I, I'm getting mosquito bites in November, so it kind of evens out. Okay. Yeah. Halloween. You mentioned Halloween. Yes. How was Halloween? It was good. Yeah. Kids are... For example. Kids are now at an age where um, it's the best thing ever for them. So it's yeah tie between Christmas and Halloween. But, I Yeah, good point. I don't know. Halloween might, might tip the scales. Yeah, they really enjoy the costume part of it, um, both wearing, mm-hmm. wearing them to school and out for the trick-or-treating. And uh, their endurance 
uh, for the trick or treating has grown exponentially from last year. So I see. Yeah. So they really enjoyed that part of it, and we have been getting nothing but rain. But fortunately, there was a break in the in the rain for a good few hours to allow for perfect climate for trick or treating. So that was nice. Love it. Yeah. So no, they were really into it, and uh, and I went to to Jack's school because I don't. I don't uh, work on Fridays and Halloween fell on a Friday. So I went and volunteered and took my camera and then um, shot photos. The, the teacher of Jack's kindergarten knows that I, I do the photography thing. So um, she was more than happy to let me come in and just take photos of all the kindergarten kids in their costumes. And they do kind of like fun Halloween activities in the morning. So parents were open to come in and volunteer so i just kind of roamed around and took photos so that was fun got lots of good pictures of the kids and so i will hand that back to the to the teacher probably on monday great yeah thinking maybe i'll make a little slideshow so that they can just kind of play it maybe um, disperse it amongst the parents as well so rather than just give a you know 200 jpeg images which i'm not sure whether she'll be able to use that um, mm-hmm. thought i'd make a little mini slideshow um maybe, you know, like a four minute long slideshow with the Halloween theme song in it and just give that to her. Or even better, publish it on YouTube. Oh no, I will not do that. But but there's more. Wasn't it wasn't publish it on YouTube at the end. Yes. It was publish it on YouTube, but do so as a private link. Right. So that they can give the link out and then anyone they can watch it with that specific link but nobody else can search for it it's not public right i'm i'm still even a little weary with that i'd rather give that to the teacher and make that her responsibility of won't happen yeah it might not happen but yeah. there's a whole bunch of and i'm not sure if germany's the same there's a bunch of privacy laws that i'm not even sure if that's okay without mm-hmm. without written um consent from the parents Wonderful. It's a great world we live in. Except for you go into the classroom and everybody's snapping photos. So it's kind of a not sure where everybody lands on this, but Mm -hmm. I just know for myself, I will rather make the slideshow, hand it to the teacher as a hard copy, and then I'm sure she'll, you know, show it to other teachers. I'm sure at some point, um, you know, copies could be made for parents, but... I'm just saying, I don't think, I, I'm not sure I would go ahead and publish it. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. The end. Sorry. That's all right. Yeah. It's 200. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's what's going on. Oh, I had a yeah. other thing that's going on. Okay, but well, my Halloween. No, I don't it, really care. done Halloween? I don't really care about your Halloween. We had a barbecue. Oh. We had a Halloween barbecue. Again, the weather is great. They don't do Halloween here. Okay. Like, it's, it's a thing. It's, it's catching on. For example, I actually we actually had a couple of people ask my wife for her pumpkin pie recipe. They went they went from ooh I'm not going to put that in my mouth to wow maybe I'll make this at home. Okay. So that's it's catching on there. Uh, we, there was two two trick or treaters came to the house. Wow. Although two separate groups of kids, one like two groups of three or something like that. That was it. But um, did you have candy one, ready for them? Yeah, we had a little bit. We had a little bit because we we had we had a Halloween party. We we throw the Halloween party every year. So that's what we do. Like so, all of our friends and their kids. We we have all of our friends basically had kids all at the same time. Okay. Uh, and and everyone's kid within a couple of months, everyone's the same age. Um, like you know, within five years, but you get the idea, right? And so we had a a ton of people. Like I don't know how many people over at the house. Like, 
Ballpark, 50 people. Wow. And it was great because, you know, the weather the weather was cooperated, so we kind of had a party inside, a little dance party, and then moved outside when it got a little chillier and, and dark, and out in the, the front, out in the street, basically got the barbecue out, made hot dogs, had a great time, everyone had a great time. Um, but we had some candy and ready for, you know, in case any kids came, and a couple, a couple of them did. And then one, but the one, the first kid that came to the door, basically my wife, you know, gave, gave the kid some candy and she just handed it back. No, I don't like that. Do you have something else? <laughs> yeah. she, she, and, and my wife just handed it right back and said, no, get out of here. That's that. Wow. Your wife's so mean. I don't know. I think she's just German, yeah. but it's, uh, that's how the Germans do Halloween evidently. But next year, like there was no, like in the, in the kindergarten class, there was no costumes. And next year, I'm going to basically put the note out ahead of time that my daughter will be wearing a costume to, to, to kindergarten. So if anybody else wants to follow suit, go ahead. Otherwise, she would be the only one having fun. <laughs> so, but listen, I have, a, I have a question for you. Yeah. You've been to barbecues. Like, this isn't hot Halloween. This is a barbecue question. Okay, I, you're, I'm, I, I'm your guy. I want an honest answer. You've been to other people's houses when they've had barbecues. Yes. Now, we, we, we didn't do anything crazy. We just barbecued hot dogs. We had a lot of kids, so there was n- nothing crazy. We just barbecued a ton of hot dogs. Okay. So I go and fire, fire all the hot dogs on the barbecue out front, and then a couple of my buddies show up, and they haven't seen my house yet. We just Like I said, we just moved, and, and so they wanted to go get a quick tour of the house. And so I said, all right, well, I'll take you in, show you the, the ground floor, and then I'm going to buzz back out. You guys go ahead, look through the rest of the house on your own. I want to make sure I don't burn the hot dogs. Right. So I head back out. And there's one of our friends, uh, he's there, and he's manning the, the grill. And, I, and I've been gone for, you know, two minutes. Okay. Okay, but he's making sure they're not, they're not burning. So he's got the tongs, and he's flipping the, kind of moving the hot dogs around. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I appreciate that. And so I kind of give him the old, I'll, I'll stand like a little uncomfortably close, meaning... <laughs> I've got it from here. <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly what that means. Yeah. <laughs> There's no confusion. <laughs> he knows. Well, there he was knows, confusion. He, he knows it's your house, right? This is why I ask. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm kind of like, oh hey, thank hey thanks for doing that. Did you give him the sh- now, Did you give him the shoulder tap, the double tap? No, no, I did. I didn't. Not necessary. Like if I had walked, if you had walked up behind me. And just, just not even touch me. I would feel your presence and be like, oh, here you go, man. Like, I would be looking for you to, to give you your barbecue tongs back. Right, yes. Like, I would, I, haven't, I would be, my head would be on a swivel. Like, look, I don't, <laughs> I don't sit at the head of anyone else's table, and I don't um, man their barbecue on my own. Right. So anyway, so, so, so he sees me, and then he just continues flipping the, the hot dogs. And I was like, oh, okay. I say, hey, listen, like two things. One, I want you to go have fun at the party. It's kind of my response. I'm the host here. So go. And I was like, hey, listen, I got it from here. Actual words. Right. Nothing. Con- continued flipping. <laughs> and I was like, okay, now I'm, now I'm going to get, now I'm fired up. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, no, seriously, go grab yourself a beer and um, I'll take it from here. He got pissy and says, to, and hands me the tongs and says, oh, I guess you're a professional. <laughs> um, and I'm, did you, did I'm, you tell him you were? No, I was too busy biting my lower lip to keep from blowing up. And then the blood trickling down my chin was a dead giveaway that I was about 
to be, I was a powder keg. I was just going to go off. So anyways, it ends quietly. He kind of walks away in a huff. I, don't, I didn't really care. And so cut to five minutes later, the, the hot dogs are done now. We've got about 20 kids and 20 parents. or Ballpark numbers, right? Yeah. One kid was sitting there, like, he, you know, th- three years old. He's waiting for a hot dog patiently. He's just like, oh, he's so hungry. He's so hungry. And so I, you know what? I give him the first one. Of course, he's a kid. Hey, you ready? You got your bun ready? Boom, here we go. The next guy in line before the other 19 kids. <laughs> yeah, barbecue guy. <laughs> he wanted to make sure that uh, that you, you did an appropriate job. But he has two kids of his own and a wife. Would you ever, A, eat before your kids? No, no, no. Or B, other kids? But he obviously had a vested interest in how this barbecue uh, went. I don't, I'm up, no, no, there's no excuse. <laughs> I know there's no excuse. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Like I was already, I was already a race car in the red and then he, he's the second guy in line. Yeah. On top of that, I, I'm not joking, had somewhere between three and four hot dogs before I had one. I, I, I thought you were going to say he took two bites and they just spit it all over the counter. This is terrible. You know what? I would have respected him if he'd done that. <laughs> That's a power move. <laughs> but the rest of this, eating before your own kids and other people's kids at a bar- Halloween barbecue. Like, uh, okay, I, I so know one guy who's not sec, getting invited Wait a sec, back. let's back up here. This yeah. is, you, you, invi- you invited your friends to this barbecue. Okay, it's a pretty good chance he's not listening. So he is married or something to one of my wife's friends. Oh, okay. So then it's totally okay. Okay, but listen, but listen, let me, let me even set the stage even further like, I don't know, five, six years ago, before anybody of us, any of us had kids, he invited us, like they were living together near us. They said, hey, we're having a, having a barbecue. Everybody come over. We're having a barbecue. And that was back in the day when you just brought all your own stuff. Like it wasn't like one guy hosting and cooking everything. You brought your own barbecue stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we get there, and I'm thinking, like, I've been to his apartment. It's a cool apartment, but they don't really have a balcony. They have sort of like a birdcage hanging off, off the bedroom window sort of thing, like this, like one person can stand on it. Right. Where are we going to barbecue? Like maybe we're going to go out in the yard? I don't know. And I get there, and I'm, I am not embellishing the story at all. From the kitchen all the way through the apartment and out the window is a, uh, one of those orange extension cords. And he has a George Foreman grill on like an apple crate. <laughs> that was the barbecue. So there's a history of strange barbecuing experiences with this individual. Yes. All right. Well, I, okay, I hope you don't invite him to the next one. I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, fate has been sealed. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like I'm, I, I may invite him and just refuse to serve him. Right. Or it makes for another interesting story. I don't know. Is it worth it? I'm... <laughs> it's been, what is it now? It's been three days? No, two, two, 48 hours since that happened. And you're still livid. My blood pressure is a little bit high. <laughs> I was, I, 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 my wife's tired of hearing it now. She's like, you should have just fought him and got it over with. Right. And that would have been the way to go. So there you go. That was Halloween. Uh, now I cut you off. What, did you, what were you saying? I can't remember. Okay. I'm sure we'll cover it later. We have an update on our uh, accidental erase story. Okay. Do you remember the... I, I'm yes, trying to think yes, back. Yes, I remember. I remember. Um, it was like maybe two episodes ago. We yes. did a whole episode about it. I 
blamed you for repeating a previous episode, but then I was glad that you did because I learned so much. You learn, learn a little bit more. There's a little bit more to the plot. Okay. So just, now, just bring us up to speed. Give us a little summary of what happened. Now, I'm, I'm going to try to remember. Is it, was it Neil? No, it doesn't matter. Name. Name doesn't matter. Well, it does to him. Yeah, but we're okay. The rest of us are okay. Okay. I think it was Neil. I'm trying to... I'm, <laughs> no, that was the lost episode guy. Great, great. Can you just oh, no. name some other names? I don't know. Craig. Okay, Craig. Let's go. Go with Craig. Might have been Craig. Now, I don't have it in front of me, but anyways, remember the story. Can now, you hear, I said, can you okay, hear my kids yelling in the background? I honestly thought it was my kids yelling in the no, background. No, and someone just started to cry. Oh, no. Yeah. Should well, I, luckily, that's should not I, really your problem. I should really close my door. Do you want to just start talking <laughs> while I close my close the door? Go ahead. Close the door to my studio? Hold on one second. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna while you're closing that door, I'm gonna go ahead and find that name because I feel bad not knowing the name. Um, so I'm, I'm looking that up right now, Adam. All right, did you say anything interesting? I was bebopping and scatting. Okay, great. Now I and shut trying them out. to find trying to find that name. Okay, so give us but the uh, just give us the Cole's Notes version on on the story. The Cole's Notes version is our good friend. Andy, there it is. Sure, that's his name. Well, it really is. I found it. Our good, fr- our good friend Andy, who'd gone on the, uh, the 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 Vancouver, the British Columbia, Canada, the Calgary trip. Yeah, had act right, took his took his memory card out of the of the camera and accidentally uh, formatted it prior. And he sent a very you know kind of help me email, sort of begging that you you uh, could tell him how he could get his his images back. That is correct. Right. Okay. And so basically, we said, "Hey, look, they're not gone. What they've done is they just—they're still there. They're just marked as zeros. And don't worry, they're still there. You can retrieve them." Well, he tried it. He, he tried some of the the, the, the methods we, we talked about and was able to retrieve about half or forty percent of them. Okay. Is that good? Yeah, that's a bad. That's a bad percentage. He should be able to get all but one or two usually. If if he stopped shooting. Yeah, he did stop shooting. But here's what happened is there's d- different kinds of formats. There's just basic format where you, boom, like you do normally. Mm-hmm. And that's the version we talked about two episodes ago. And then there's something called a low-level format, which not, not only does your camera just erase the images, it actually writes over them with ones and zeros just to kind of cover, cover it up. Okay. So they're gone, gone. So some sort of security thing. Like if you're, if you're like the Falcon or the Snowman or something like that, and you're going to go and take pictures and hand them off, maybe you want to, uh, you know, do a low level format to erase all uh, evidence that you've been behaving like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can tell by the by your voice, you're a big Christopher Boyce fan. Mm-hmm. Read the book, mm-hmm. Falcon and the Snowman. Yeah, Good book. Yeah, great. Okay. Anyways. Um, so that, that's what he had done. I don't know why he had his camera set to that. I mean, if, if you're going to sell your memory card, which, P.S., I, I don't know how you could these days. They're, they're basically free. But if you're going to sell it used, you might want to do a, a low-level format just to make sure that all the stuff is actually erased. Um, but luckily for Andy, he had hit stop formatting in the middle of the low-level formats. That's why he was able to retrieve you know, 40 50% of his images because it, it hadn't done the full format yet. Oh, I see. Okay. Had he just done the basic format, he'd have had almost all of his pictures. So there you go. So is that a setting that you have to specifically go into your camera and look for low-level format? 
I would assume that the factory setting would be just a basic regular format and you would have to then go and tell it to do a low level. Uh, I don't know if it's even on the Canon. Uh, I don't, I don't care. I've never, I've, it's never been a thing for me. I've never worried about security. I've never worried about getting, you know, my selfies getting online or something like that. So I, I honestly, I think you'd have to go look, you probably have to enable it more rather than disable it. Okay. But have a look at that. So like I say, don't bother. Uh, doing it is my my advice. Okay. Did you shoot anything interesting? I told you I I shot Halloween pictures of kindergartners. I wasn't listening. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Okay. It was fun. Lots of good pictures. Yeah. Kids and it, nowadays, and again, I don't know. I wasn't a photographer twenty years ago, but seem super camera comfortable. That, yes. That's what I have to say. I probably took um, pictures. There's probably I don't know fifty different kids there because there's two classes that were sort of merged together. Um, was this in the gym? No, no, no. Between the two classes, they're side by side, the two kindergarten classes. So they kind of oh, wow. mixed them up for Halloween and, and put them in groups and they kind of went through and did different stations and stuff. So let's say there's some kids that were sick in a way. So let's say 40, 40 kids for round numbers. But uh, of those 40 kids, I'd say 38 were camera comfortable that stop mm-hmm. what they're doing, look at the camera, make a nice smile, like wickedly helpful for doing this um, in a pain-free way. Nice. So I just did a 85 millimeter lens with um, on-camera flash with the black foamy thing, and I was mm-hmm. super happy. A- aside from the weird yellow fluorescent um, lights that they use in these classrooms, so the mm-hmm. so the uh, the light mixing is um, very difficult. You just get the flash temperature mixed with this weird yellowy. Um, background ambient light so that part's a little off-putting but if you get them close enough to the window which some of them they they turned out great because you could get the the window light instead of the window light as well so you have the blue light you have that weird fluorescent and your flash three different three different sources yeah yeah so it it does look a little bit unusual especially the the background lighting usually usually i could get the white balance okay on the person but mm-hmm. the rest is just a yellowy, weird background light. So, um, other than that, the the photos are good. <laughs> because you can't you can't add like a tough green uh, um, gel to your flash to sort of match it with the fluorescent. Maybe depending on what kind of fluorescent nowadays. Well, and the problem is too is that I I thought about it and then I opted not to go for it because I was moving around. I was in the hallway, which has a different uh, light temperature. Mm-hmm. And then also, like you say, the proximity to the window changes and then the amount mm-hmm. of window light versus uh, fluorescent change. So I, basically I was like, forget it. Like I'm, this is, these are not going to be uh, photos that I'm going to put up in the living room. These are literally just going to be much better than anybody else was going to do under the circumstances. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was ha- yeah. I was happy with the results, and I didn't spend a ton of time editing because I just thought, hey, these are smiling these my kids. Smile. Well, and it's smiling faces in their Halloween costumes. Everyone's going to go, yeah. aww. Absolutely. Yeah. So good. That's it. That's all I shot. How about you? Um, I didn't shoot that much on actually Halloween because I was busy fighting the the barbecue guy. Um, and then a lot of a lot. I shot around the house a lot. Obviously shot out in the woods because it was nice weather when we were hiking and that, but um, a lot of window light in the new house. That's good. Like a lot of different sort of angles, like at different times of the day when the sun moves across the sky, it lights up different rooms and it's a lot of really cool spots I'm kind of just getting used to, so 
So we, if I convince my kids to play there. Yeah, we expect big things then. There's no excuse for um, any crappy photos to come here from, from you. No, I'm very good at this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, I, I did. I, po- posted, I posted some to my, my regular face, Facebook. I'll post one on, online of, uh, of my son who just happened to be in a great spot for a window light. And, and so I snapped away. I, 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 I keep the 85 mil on my 5D classic just sitting in a drawer. Yeah. So I can run and grab it at any given time. As soon as, you know, my kid wanders into some good window light, I just run and grab it. And that's my kind of go-to rig right now. Okay. So there you go. So that's what I've been doing. Great. Photo challenge. Halloween. This week. Halloween. So, uh... Let's, uh, uh, mine, mine first, yours first. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I like to give you the choice. Uh, yours. Okay, here we go. There's mine, movie poster, go. This is your, your go-to costume every year. Uh, two years in a row now. But I think you might have used it for something Canada Day related too. Uh. Maybe? I think you did. I don't think so. No, this is way too warm for July. That is a warm flannel shirt. Oh, all right. I, yeah. I, like, I like it. I like the little setup. I like the pose. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my, my daughter, too. Yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what I was getting at. No, I like oh. it. I like it. It's a good... And I like I like even the font. I like the how you did the font. It looks very good. The In theaters, October 31st. It's like you knew what you were doing here. <laughs> my, my only critique is that... Is that the tr- is that the camera trigger in your right hand? I left it there on purpose. Oh, okay. I was like, I absolutely did. I was like, you're because first of all, I thought that the hand position on that off arm looks awkward because you know that hand could be doing almost anything else than what it is doing. Mm-hmm. It looks yeah. a little bit unusual position, and then I thought, oh, okay, it's got to be the trigger. Why did you leave that in, or why didn't you just turn your hand, you know? put it on your side or away from the camera so that you didn't have to see that. But there you have it. You did it on purpose. Why'd you do it on purpose? Well, I didn't, I didn't hold it there on purpose. I thought I was holding it behind my hip. Yeah. But as you know, like when you're, when you have a three-year-old in the picture, you have a very small window of opportunity to take a photo. And you got the nice pose from her, the little head tilt and smile. So I'm I'm guessing that was the the one that uh, you, you wanted, right? That was essentially the one, yeah. And then I, I was going to Photoshop out, not my hand, but the but the remote, but I left that as what we call an Easter egg for someone astute like yourself to pick out. So it's, it's not even an optical remote. It's a, it's a radio remote, so I could have hidden it behind my leg, right? which I thought I kind of had, but turns out I didn't. But <laughs> it's oh, well, a, here we are. It's a, it's a very good photo, so I like it. Awesome. I like the movie poster concept. I, I can't wait to see this film. I don't know where it's going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming, yeah, she's going to kindergarten, first, you know, only kid wearing a costume. Uh, that's what I'm going with. Okay. <laughs> and you're right. I did I did, I did. did double up from last year on the, the Lumberjack, but basically I ran out of time of, you know, moving into the new house, doing all kinds of stuff, had to had to fix up the downstairs so we could have the party party room downstairs. So every spare second was, was taken up with other things. Right. So, yeah, once again. So last year I was Johnny Canuck. This year I'm Lumberjack. Oh, okay. So it's different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally different. Great. So there you go. Let's have a look at yours. Oh. Also movie related. Yes. Yeah. I ha- Love it. I-, I like to take pictures. Um, I like to take pictures of the kids sort of in a studio. I've done this, I think, two or three years, at least two, I think three years in a row where I like to take sort of a studio type shot of the kids in their Halloween costumes and... This year, Jack 
had an Iron Man costume, but he's a little tougher nut to crack when it comes to getting him to participate for this sort of thing. <laughs> so the the lure was, hey, you know, you know how Iron Man does that thing where he shoots the light out of his hand? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. If you participate, I will make that happen. And uh, so he was on board, just, just needed that. Sarah um, ha- took his alternative costume because he had two that was given to him from some older boys we know and said, oh, you know, she's all in. She, she, you didn't have to convince her. So she had a Superman mm-hmm. costume and we did some um, I love Superman. how she went, she went with Superman. She didn't go Supergirl. Yeah, well, she called it Supergirl. I'm calling it Superman, oh. yeah. But- because Supergirl was terrible. The, the Helen Shaver movie... Yeah, I never actually saw it. I saw pieces of it, but Terrible. yeah. So anyway, so this was this was the picture. So I took the picture of him. I put it on Facebook, the the non Photoshop version where it's just his mm-hmm. hand in that pose. And what I thought in my head was I was just going to go off an old Iron Man poster. I'm I'm sure I've seen this picture and just basically do a a cut and paste and fancy it up to put it on his hand except for none of the photos I could find on the internet were high enough resolution in order to, to make the swap, keeping uh-huh. keeping the photo in high resolution, which is what I wanted because I knew Jack was going to want to print it for his bedroom, right? So right. when I realized I wasn't going to be able to find a close enough match, then became the Photoshop time where I was basically coloring his hand and basically adding layers and trying to make the light spray. And I had a side-by-side I was doing of an actual Iron Man photo from one of the movies and I was just basically trying to mimic it so that is the result that you see before you looks great no I love the background it looks like a real promotional still from from the movies and this was just one light so oh here's where I was going this was a one light uh photo with uh with the alien bee. So this is the alien bee. Um, actually, I lied. It's a two light photo because I got my wife to hold a flash to spray it into the gray background paper behind mm-hmm. him. So it's a two light photo. So there's so there's uh, there's the alien bee in a reflective silver umbrella that's lighting the the subject. And then I've I've used that that uh, bounce reflector on his right side camera left to basically fill in some of the shadows on the other side of his face so that's just silver bounce so silver bounce to silver bounce and mm-hmm. then one flash pointed at the gray paper just basically creating that big blast of light on the paper and then what I did is is I just used a uh, vignette effect in um, in aperture when I was editing it just to create the darker edges on the outside which I kind of liked Looks great. So there you go. Well, it was actually a very simple photo to take. The hour I spent photoshopping was less simple. That's exi- yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So was was Jack surprised that you were taking the picture? Uh, no, he wasn't surprised. He, he looks he looks a bit sad that he's Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, he, that's and the funny thing is is I have about four of these pictures and one where he looks way more intense and mm-hmm. uh, and I just kind of liked this photo. It kind of makes me laugh. Like I don't know, it just seems more jack than the more intense photo and so when i once i finished photoshopping and i showed it to him and i showed him four four or five of the pictures he's like why didn't you do the mad picture i like the mad picture better that's and then i was like oh great yeah not happening at this point not happening not (laughs) so yeah there you go and tony stark isn't mad though no this cool this sort of hey i'm confused i'm not sure what's going on here look is much more my son so that's why i like that one (laughs) great love it there you go all right this week's topic is teach a man to fish okay this is like this is the best this is one of the one of the things that one of the bits of advice i got when from my grade eight math teacher 
Um, actually, he's my math teacher for three years in a row. We'll call him Mr. Collins. Not his real name. Okay. Um, but he, Mr. But one of the things Holland. He said, Collins. Holland. Mine is a little bit more of a deeper reference. Oh, I like Holland. Promise you. I like Holland. Yeah, but we all know that's, that, that's your dad. Yeah. <laughs> in Mr. Holland's opus. I, I go much deeper. There's, there's no way no, anyone's getting Mr. Collins. So. Okay, I, I don't get it. Good. No, I know. I know you don't. <laughs> I guarantee you know it, but you don't know that you know it. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway, so Mr. Collins here. Okay, we're, we're set on that. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the things he, he, you know, he basically, one of the bits of advice he gave me in grade eight for a young 12-year-old Alan was, uh, and the whole class, was if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. And if you teach a man a fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Now, I don't think he invented that. I think that's probably written down in the Bible or something. Yeah. But he's the, he's the one who, who passed it on to me at a, at a very, you know, influential age, obviously. And I thought, wow, you know, that, that's a, that's, that, that makes a lot of sense. And so that's why um, kind of where our show started from. That's how the podcast sort of started. I mean, early, early on, when my friends started getting uh, digital SLRs, before me even, most of my friends had DSLRs before I did. Okay. Because they're all, well, they're all highfalutin lawyers and whatnot. Yeah. So they all, they all had the money because back then they were expensive, right? I, I didn't have one before you. No, 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 no. And, um, and so the, I, I was still shooting film on, on, a, on a, just a regular SLR, but, it, you know, concepts are still the same. And, and so one of the questions was always, you know, obviously, how do I, how do I blur the background? Mm-hmm. They didn't want to learn how to take pictures. They wanted to learn how to how to how to blur their background. And I said, "Well, I, I can't really teach you that, but I can give you some pointers. I'll get you started in the right direction." And so I started a quote unquote blog. Now it wasn't really a blog. It was just some free thing on on you know Blogomatic or whatever the free blogs were. Do you remember those Blogspot or something? Yeah. Yes, I do. And so I started basically writing posts on there uh, just for my friends to read, rather than sending multiple emails to everybody. I could just send one and go, okay, here's, you know, so-and-so had a question. Here's where you start. And if you wanted to read, you could read. And no one did. No one cared. They just wanted to learn how to blur the background. Right. Um, and then anyway, then, and then I moved on. I moved from, from Canada. I moved to Germany. And uh, that's kind of when podcasting sort of took off on its own. Like it became a thing. It was just coincidentally the time I was gone. And for me... You know, Canadian Canadian in Germany, there was no content. There was no television for me. There was no radio, you know, that I liked. And all of a sudden, I discovered podcasts. And I thought, wow, this is like, I, I used to look forward to them. Like, this is great, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would listen to Smodcast, the Kevin Smith and, and, and uh, Scott Mosier. Yeah. And they would do a once-a-week show. And I, I remember hearing, hearing it from, from episode one and thought, oh, my God, this is awesome. And so I'd have to wait the whole week for it to come out because there was nothing else I would listen to. Okay. And then one day, that goes on for a while, and then a couple of years later, my wife, you know, in an effort to sort of help, help me fit in with, you know, German life, um, Googled tubing in photographers. And the first one she came across was Tips from the Top Floor with Chris Marquardt, who I'd kind of heard of in passing briefly. But at that point, he'd been doing a show for about five years, and uh, maybe longer, I don't know. And so I got in touch. I sent him an email, and like two weeks later, he 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 shot one back and said, "Hey, let's go meet." He he was actually re- like literally down the street from me, from where I was living. His his studio was about a five minute walk from from our our apartment. And so he said, "Yeah, let's go meet for coffee and just 
you know, meet. And about five minutes into the conversation, he, he just stopped and said, hey, how about you come on my show? And I said, uh, yeah, sure. I, I was really nervous, but I went and did it and quickly found out that I thought, hey, wow, you know, I can do this. You know, we, I, I could probably put on a, a podcast. Mm-hmm. So shortly thereafter, I had to go back to Canada for some work, like as I do every year. And this, this, uh, this story reminds me a lot of Rocky. Yes. <laughs> In which, which Rocky? Rocky one. Rocky four. No. They get all preachy about communism. <laughs> no, Rocky one. Real, film real, Agridome, by the way. Real underdog story here. Yeah, real, real, yeah. Well, it doesn't work, doesn't, it doesn't end like that. I don't get a talking robot out of the deal. Okay. So there's that. So anyway, so I go, I go to Canada and right around this time, um, you, nah, not too long before that, you had bought a, D, your first DSLR. Because you had kind of expressed some interest in, in photography. You had a point and shoot and I'd come over with my, DS, my DSLR and you'd, you'd ask, you know, some, what I, I thought were very, uh, you know, intelligent questions instead of just, hey, how do you blur the background? It was like, hey, what about this? What about this? And you were thinking about buying one because, you, you know, you had the kids and all. And right. your son would have been about, what, one? Um, yeah, probably something like that. Maybe a little less than one. Okay. So you, you, you had kind of thought about it, and you'd, you'd said to me, this, I don't know, that, that trip, it was a little before then, you'd said, yeah, I'm thinking about, I'll probably wait until, you know, uh, Boxing Day because they're going to be a massive sale. Right. And I said to you, well, you know what, they might, I mean, ultimately, it might be $100 cheaper. But what about the pictures you're going to take between now and then? It was like three months or two, two and a half months or something like that. I sure, said, well, yeah, what, yeah. You know? Yeah. What about the pictures you take between now and then? Are those worth $100? And you just said, yep, they are, and went out and bought one the next day That's how, with price protection. That, that's how I do it. That is how you do it. Yeah. No, I, 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 I feel like I made a compelling argument, and off you went and got a DSLR. And then what? And, and then and then I had phone home and you had your DSLR. You'd had it for a couple of months or whatever it was. And, and you know, I know you were kind of reading up on some stuff and, and, and were keen on it. And that's when it just occurred to me, boom, why don't we do a podcast? You and I. And you thought, what? What? Yeah. Is what you said. I thought, um, why? <laughs> uh, why? Well, I figured there's only 60,000 plus photo podcasts. Yeah. So why not, you know, one more? Right. And, and at the time, I had no clue where it was going to go. You know, like I knew the format. I knew what the format would be immediately. As soon as I, like while I was pitching it to you, I knew what the format would be. It would be me sort of teaching you every week and hopefully break down this whole process of taking pictures into simple terms. Because the, the, the photo podcast that I had heard... I'd, I'd heard a few of them, the, big, the bigger ones that you know of, and they kind of always talked in circles. And each each of them, like each of the, the pros, like to talk about how awesome their pro camera was. Right. With their pro lenses and their pro flash and their pro bag and blah, blah, blah. And it, it always occurred to me, like, yeah, of course you can take good pictures. You have a $20,000 setup. Right. You know, it, does, it doesn't make you take good pictures, but it's a lot easier to do you know, than having a bag of crayons and, and you know, a piece of wood. Right, yeah. So I, saw, I thought, well, why don't we do a show where we break through all that nonsense and we just try to, you know, get to where the rubber meets the road, just demystify the whole process because taking pictures isn't that hard. 
it feels hard if you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like it feels difficult. And when you look at your camera and there's 19 settings and you think, oh my, I can, I'm never going to get this. The idea was to break through that. I, I think that's what we have done and con- continue to do. Mission, mission accomplished. <laughs> we can, oh, we can, really st- are we can stop now. <laughs> you really are quitting. Uh, but no, but one of, the, one of my favorite resources online, besides tips from the top floor, uh, of course, Chris was a big, a big help, and you heard him at the beginning of the show. But one of my favorite resources was, uh, is, was Strobist. I don't, he doesn't really post too much anymore. But he left all. But but David Hobby left all of his archives up online. So if you want to learn how to take awesome, well lit photos, for very little money, Strobist is where to go. Yeah. If you don't know what you're doing, Strobist is going to bury you. Mm-hmm. You have to get to a certain level and understand what all the different. If you're just shooting in your you know your green pumpkin mode, full auto, Strobist isn't for you. Our idea was to get you to that level so you can go in and, and really kill it with Strobus. And I think that's kind of what you've done. Thank you. So, <laughs> so along the way, to get to 200, now 200, for those, of, those who don't know, I'm sure most of you know, it's, we, we, go, we produce a show once, once a week only. It's every week, but it's only once a week. We never double up. Uh, and, and that's been all, just shy of four years now to get to 200. And we never missed a week. Now, the, the, part of it's that's awesome because I, you know, the birth of my two kids and a lot of travel and stuff like that, that's kind of impressive. But it's my, it's not, I wouldn't say it's my show, but I do the, the post-processing. So it's a little bit easier for me. Right. Schedule-wise and, and whatnot to be consistent. Um, and you have a day job. Mm-hmm. But we figured out that consistency is important when you're producing a podcast. Correct. Because so many shows go out there and, you know, they have to do two episodes this year and then wait three years and people kind of lose, you know, lose track. But being consistent is important if you want to be a better photographer as well. Because you want to keep building on the things, you know, reinforcing the things that you have learned and then building on top of those skills. Right, yeah. Which is kind of what... It's happened with me with, with, with how to produce a podcast because I really didn't know how to do this before we started. Right. So, and I think this is the. Well, I was just going to say, I think that um, probably the reason that my learning curve is, has been so sharp, I'm going to say that, I, I, th- I think you'll concur, is because of the every week, always working on it. Like, there's never been a week in four years that somehow photography hasn't been a part of that week. Whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, a photo challenge or whether it's, you know, something that I just wanted to do for, for my own family or friends or how uh, potentially jobs that I have, have done as a result of it. It's just been photo photography has been almost a second full time job just in the learning department. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think people would be listening to the podcast um, if they were if they didn't in some way feel like I do in terms of it's really something I enjoy doing and, and not something something that I, I think of as work or as a job. Um, but uh, but the consistency part of it is really the key to the learning curve. I think for a lot of people who say, oh, I want to learn, they inevitably follow it with, oh, but then I put my camera away for three months. And I just don't yep. think that you're ever going to really uh, make it concrete in your mind unless you, you're doing lots of reps. Absolutely. We, I get emails like that all the time from people who basically say, yeah, you know, I, if, if, before I discovered your show... 
I would. I would put my camera away, or, or you know, I'd use it for the first couple of weeks, and then be you know be discouraged and put it away. Right. You know. And so, but at this point, this is the point of the show that I wanted to you know say thanks to Adam. That's you. Okay. Great. I'm for the commitment. Always committed. Yeah, no, but, but but every single week, and and some weeks it's been tough. Scheduling's been tough. Like today, you had to get up at you know seven a.m. after daylight savings, by the way, which I should mention. Everybody set reset the time in your clocks. Yeah. Or sorry, the clocks in your cameras, so that um, you know it matches up with your life. So make sure you do that. But and, and after you know, so daylight savings, and and so so maybe I guess it's actually easier because it's technically you got up at eight today. But. Oh yeah, yeah. Regardless, um, <laughs> you, week in, week out, you know, and there's been some times where we've had some scheduling issues or so one of us, it's been difficult, like, oh boy, you have to do this at a bad time or, you know, whatever ends up happening. But no, every single week and somewhere along the way, I forget where it was. Uh, we, we used to, we used to basically record and then I'd produce the show and, and, and put it out and then, and then just publish it right, right away. So it would come out on a Tuesday or a Thursday or whenever we happened to record it. Then it occurred to me that. You know, regular is nice, and uh, so I started going with high fiber. Mm-hmm. Two different stories. Yeah, two different yeah, stories. Totally different. I started started releasing the show on on Monday mornings in German German time, so it's late. You know, late on the on uh, Pacific coast, on the coast, West Coast, uh, late Sunday night. Because but I wanted it to be first things first. Like like some people, uh, some of our listeners had mentioned they they like to listen to the show on the way to work. On, on their commute. And so I said, okay, well, well I, have to, I have to pick a day at random. I, I just think, you know, Monday's always a fresh start. And so we're going to we're gonna publish it every single Monday morning. So for the last couple of years, it's gone live at 7 a.m. German time, Monday morning. Again, consistency, Con- very important. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and so early on, though, the very beginning, we had between six and eight listeners. Um, you know, <laughs> those are, those are people that could overhear us, um, podcasting your, On your, your wife and no, I was going to say your wife and kids and, and mine. Yeah. Well, I didn't have any kids. Oh, that's then. right. Your wife and my wife and kids. Yes, that's correct. They could basically, you know, hear us in the background. That was it. But it actually picked up kind of fast. Um, I still don't actually know the, the real numbers that we have. Um, I know we had to upgrade uh, to unlimited bandwidth, um, quite some time ago. Because it grew, it grew that much, um, and so you know, thank you to all the listeners for basically accidentally finding us, or telling your friends, or however, however you you got to our show, or whoever you tell. Really, thank you. Um, it's kind of funny because I, it, it's a weird thing because I don't care how many listeners we have. I would do the same show. Well, we would do the same show if it was just one listener or 100,000. It, it, it would be the same show. Um, however, I would be I, I, would, I would try way harder if it was 100,000. Okay, we, we we're at around 200,000. I didn't, I didn't want to tell you. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. This is awkward now. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think either one of us would try harder or, or less or whatever. But, the, the, you know, so the point is I don't care how many listeners we have. On the other hand, I very much appreciate the listeners we do have. Like, it, so it's a weird kind of balancing act. So thanks very much. Um, the other thing, quickly before we get into uh, you know more of your progress, there's going to be more of the show here. Five five more minutes when I'm done. Okay. Mr. Collins, there, 
this teacher from way back. I, I posted his picture, by the way. You can have a look. That's, I, I went and took his picture a couple years ago because he meant a lot to me, and uh, so I went, I went and photographed him in his classroom just just for him, for him, for his sake, just to say thank you for all the stuff he taught me. But he, one of the things he said, basically, now, now these numbers might be off because I don't, didn't write them down, but if you read something, you'll, you'll probably remember 10% of it. If you memorize something, you'll remember 50%. But if you can teach somebody how to do something, you'll, you will remember 90% of it at least. That's a big jump from going from reading to teaching. So in short, I was able to reinforce my own photography and skills and expand on them by quote-unquote teaching. You're welcome. And learning from them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, okay, great. I wish I could take credit for your progress. I wish I could say, oh, yeah, I taught, I taught Adam how to be a photographer, but I didn't. I put the info out there. You had to do it. It wasn't like I, for, as my other, okay, another teacher, my woodwork teacher, we'll call him Mr. Burcham. I know, uh, I, I know that reference. Yeah, I know. Everybody knows that reference, I think, or a lot of people do. His, his name wasn't that. Um, but he used to say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him wear a bathing suit. <laughs> That was always his big quote he thought was hilarious. Um, but I can't make Adam wear a bathing suit. You know? <laughs> now it's getting awkward. But no, but you had to go. I, I put it out there. You had to go and do the reps. I'm not a strong you know? swimmer, by the way. But <laughs> but by me, you know, having to basically formulate a topic each week and put it out there and expand, and, and, and especially early on, build the episodes in a logical progression it really reinforced my technique, you know, and, and I expanded that technique. I, I learned other things and, 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 you know, brought things in, or we'd have guests on like Don Komarechko would come on or, or hang around with Chris Marquardt or, or Amber would come on, um, Dwayne. Um, and, and so anytime we would have a guest, I'd basically add a little bit of, of knowledge to, to this because I was able to quote unquote teach. Right. So that's, my advice to other people listening, once you've learned, you know, a technique, show some of your friends, even the basic stuff, show them how aperture works, show them this and that. I guarantee you'll be much more proficient with it yourself. Right. So Adam. Yes. Where have you gone photo, photo wise? Um, well, <laughs> that's such an open ended question. No, here, here's the thing. I mean, I can sort of sum it up. I mean, it, pretty simply just in terms of what's happened in the last week, because this is appropriate. And I don't and I don't even think you know this. But so you knew that your sister um, had asked me to, to shoot her wedding, right? So, Correct. so, you know, we scheduled, we scheduled the date. I'm, I'm assuming you're going to be in attendance. So you will, mm -hmm. you'll get to see me as the wedding photographer, um, in, in person this summer. So since then, um, I guess your sister was talking to another soon to be bride, showed her the engagement photos that I had taken of, of her and her, the ones, some of the ones I posted on Facebook she loved them. She wanted my name and, you know, your sister referred her to my website to see the rest of my work in which she also really liked and said, I want to hire that guy. And then since has contacted me and now I'm shooting two weddings this, this summer already booked. Nice. So I never wanted, and I think I've said this before, wanted or intended to be um, wedding into wedding photography, but, but here we are, you know. <laughs> 
that's no, that's how it goes. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, like we've said before, it's a lot of hard work. Yes, yeah, it's but, it's sort of. And I was saying to Lisa, um, and this is kind of how the the I guess it starts right for wedding photography is like you do one and then you do two and then you have photos to show and then somebody says, hey, you know, you do photos, do you do weddings, and then you show them the other weddings and then all of a sudden now you're shooting a bunch of weddings and yep. and. The the thing I said to Lisa is I didn't want to shoot weddings before I'd shot one. And it's kind of one of those unknown things that, you know, there's, you feel like there's pressure. You don't want to miss their moment. You don't want to mess it up for them. Like, that's kind of how I thought. Not that I didn't think I could do a good job, just that I always thought, oh, somebody else can do it better. And, and there probably are lots of people that can do it better. But I also think I can do it pretty well now having seen the results of a couple. Now there's a confidence that comes with doing it. And and then when I got in touch and was talking with this girl, I didn't rep- misrepresent myself at all. I said, you know, just so you know, I've shot a grand total of two weddings. So you can look at all my stuff. I can show you pictures of those weddings. But it's a grand total of two. And, you know, I've done lots of family and portrait photography, and here's my website, and you can check that out. And her response was, wow, you um, you are wildly um, humble. She's, she said, you're wildly humble. We love your stuff. Um, doesn't matter at all, you know, your, your wedding history or experience. We've seen your photos. We love them. We want you to shoot our wedding. So that's kind of what and it Alan came And Alan did a good job teaching you. Well, and I, and I kind of threw you, I, th- <laughs> I threw you in as a... Uh, um, the only reason I'm shooting Stephanie's wedding because that's who she was, she was um, referred by was because uh, you know that I'm good friends with her brother Al. That's kind of how that one happened. So again, I just wow. I wanted to to lay it out in terms of I don't want to say I'm a seasoned pro shooting weddings when I'm not. I certainly understand photography very well, and I think that can apply to any portrait photography, which is essentially what what a wedding is. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that you know, she really appreciated that sort of candor and, 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 and honesty. And, uh, yeah, so here we are. So now once these two are done, then I can say I've shot four weddings. Well, you can call, you can call yourself whatever you like, but it's, it's hard to argue with success. So like if, if they, if, if you say, look, I'm not a wedding photographer, but they look at your site and see a bunch of nice wedding photos, they say, well, I would like those. Now you're a wedding photographer. That's how it goes. Right. You know, and, and there are people who call themselves wedding photographers and then you see their stuff and it's terrible, you know, so get, I, you're a wedding photographer now. Right. Yeah. And I'm, um, and I'm not going to, I'm again, still not going to market that on my website or anything. I prefer, no. I prefer the, to go the route of here's a bunch of my stuff. If you like it, contact me. If you have something in mind that you'd like me to do, that's, that's kind of how I'm going about this whole thing because um, I don't want to be inundated by uh, photography work either. There's sort of a, no. I'm happy with just the occasional, hey, can you come and do this, which is sort of how it works for me. But in the meantime, over the course of four years, you went from guy who, you know, unboxed the camera, didn't know which button was which, essentially. That's oversimplifying it. Right. But it was largely true. I, did, I didn't know what any of the settings meant or did, so. Sure. And so we, we, we broke that down and, and, and went, you know, step by step. And then, and then at some point early on, you kind of were going faster than the show. But we can only go once a week. And we couldn't assume that everybody else was going to, you know, handle four episodes a week. And, and so, we, you know, you, you did sort of um, I'm kinda, sandbag I'm, it Well, I was going to say, I'm kind of like a photography superhero. That's what I like in myself, too. <laughs> <laughs> but you did have to sandbag it a little bit and kind of, you know. Play along, yeah. 
Yeah, you didn't just work on Aperture for one whole week and then we moved on. Right. I mean, you probably did then, but later on. Yeah, it's sped up. And it for me, yeah. and I think in my, my advice to anybody who really, you know, is sort of on that verge of, you know, okay, what should I, what should I do next? I understand Aperture and ISO is, you know, my, my advice is buy a flash because in terms of understanding how light works, um, certainly you can, you can learn a lot from ambient light and you can shoot all of your photos with ambient light. But as soon as you start moving to um, adding external light sources, you just kind of understand ambient light better, I think, is, is the way I'd look Absolutely. at it. Absolutely. You know, because you always have to understand, like, okay, how much, is, how much light is that going to produce or where, where is that light going to fill in or provide shadows or all of those things? So as soon as you add one flash, I think I, I bought a flash and then maybe... A month later, it wasn't, wasn't much more than that. I went and bought just an off, like I bought a Nikon, even though I'm using it with a Canon. Um, I bought an, an additional flash because I was like, okay, I see what one light can do. What can two lights do? And then, mm-hmm. you know, a year later or two years later, whatever it was, then what can three lights do? And, you know, now I've got reflectors and umbrellas and soft boxes and everything. But again, it all just started with as soon as I understood how one light you know, one artificial light could add to the existing ambient light or potentially cut out the ambient light and just use that one light on its own. It really helped all of my photography. So for me, that was the jumping off point. And I, mm-hmm. and I always wanted to say, I saw nice pictures that, that people took of their kids, you know, on Facebook and social media. And I thought, okay, I want mine to look different than those. I want mine to look like they could have been on the cover of a magazine. And I know that light is very different. How do I produce that? And that's where all the off-camera lighting stuff came in. And that's where the strobus stuff comes in. And I read a ton of the old strobus stuff. And it really, I mean, it was that information coupled with what I was getting from the podcast and mixing it together. And just, again, just enthusiasm about the whole thing that sort of, you know, made for the learning curve so um and for me that the, what, what the takeaway also is your goal wasn't okay well i want to be a rich wedding photographer no far from your it. idea was you know what like and again the same thing with the show it wasn't like i sat down at the beginning and thought all right well here's how i'm gonna buy a porsche we're gonna do a podcast right you know we knew i knew full well that 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 the 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 benefit of the sh- doing the show was the exercise of doing the show right that I will learn a whole bunch of new skills and have a have a, a basically you know a dedication to something, have a discipline that we do it every week, and that's going to expand in the rest of my life uh, in a positive fashion. And that's what you've done here is basically said, okay, what's what's the downside for you to learn photography? Okay, you, you spend four years doing this. Well, you, you you actually learn much faster than four years, but here we are at year four. The worst case. If you never get a job, you have some fantastic pictures of your kids growing up. And that's what it's always been about. And that's really all I still care about. You know, all the... The, the, the photography work does for me is essentially, you know, funds more more gear that I want, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. I'm, it's never going to be a principal source of income or I say that maybe I'll retire early from physiotherapy and it will be a, a principal source of income. But uh, no, the bottom line is, is that it really was just meant for that purpose and still is meant for that purpose. Absolutely. Now, look, have, let's have a look back and compare. You, you sent me one of the first photos you took with your new DSLR before we did the podcast, before you even knew what button was what. Okay, yeah. And there you go. So this is your daughter four years ago. Right. Now let's compare that with this week's challenge photo. 
pretty big jump. Yeah, yeah, I would say so you know? for sure. Um, now, obviously, your daughter's cute and all that, but she'd be cuter if she was in focus. Um, <laughs> you know, if the colors weren't washed out, if the you know the white balance was proper, all you know this, 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 and this, and this. Now, as snapshots go, this is completely fine. Now, you, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. No, but I even thought you, for the time, I thought it was a really good photo. Sure. Compared to what you're doing with your little point and shoot or your, or your iPhone at the time or whatever, you know, camera phone you would have had, it's, it's light years ahead. But then compare it to what you're doing, I would say, relatively effortlessly with the Iron Man shot. Yeah. Um, you know, because, okay, a little bit more setup work in, in terms of getting the light set up and stuff like that. But in terms of execution, not a whole lot more no no and pre-photoshop anyways yes if it was just the shot without the photoshop this was not a difficult photo at all you just i just had to have the the stuff and the mm-hmm. the know-how <laughs> that that's but right. that's where the show comes in right now i think i'm gonna i'm gonna point out why i think adam it was successful and got at the point he was at besides you know doing it every week and all that you were a blank slate Right. You you didn't come in like it's 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 like you know you joined the Marines and we just on day one broke you down and got rid of all your bad habits and then built you back up again. Right. Uh, fortunately, you didn't have any bad habits to break down, nor could I break them down. Right. It's true. But people come in that way. They they, they say you know like I've used my my camera on auto for 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 th- four years now, and yeah I want I want I want to learn how to do it. But they have this me- muscle memory of the camera just doing it for them. And they're scared to fail. They're scared, what, if, what, if I, what if I go and take an AV mode and I don't know what I'm doing and I miss the moment? Well, too bad. Do it anyways. So you didn't have a fallback. You didn't have an, uh, a history with auto mode. No. Really. No. I, a couple weeks maybe. Yeah, I didn't have, a, not a DSLR history, but point and shoots are auto, so. Pretty much. Yeah. So no, I but didn't. With the DSLR. I, yeah, I didn't have any history. And my advice to those people who are afraid to miss a moment because they're going to get, you know, they, they don't know what they're doing. Well, you'll learn really quickly. If you, if you don't know how to swim and someone pushes you in the deep end, you're going to learn to swim pretty quickly. You might miss a couple of moments, but in the course of a year, do you know how many moments your kid's going to have? A lot. At least six. <laughs> oh, my, more. more. They're going to have a lot of moments, and you don't need a photo of every single one. I've learned that along the way. You know, um, I just think that, you know, we should somehow taper people's expectations a little bit if they're new to the game and they're listening to this and they see um, my wild progression, they're going to think they can do that too. And I'm going to like, you know, like the weight loss commercials <laughs> say results might might vary. Being that sort of if you, you know, got a hold of Wayne Gretzky before he played hockey um, and you gave him a puck and a stick and he turned out to be Wayne Gretzky, that's kind of how I look at myself with the camera. So. Oh, I feel like I'm more of a Mario Lemieux. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Now, now, not then. Right. I mean, now, he's still pretty good. But no, but you look at a guy, okay, that's a great, that's a great, a great uh, example, though. Because, sure, results are going to vary, but we do leave all of our episodes online in the archive. So you can go back from the beginning and listen all the way through if you want to. I don't know who does, but if you want to learn, it's there. And you know who did that? Matt. So we're giving a shout out to Matt. Oh, he did that from from uh, Ontario somewhere. somewhere in Ontario. It was like some, I'm going to say Thunder Bay. No, I don't think it was Burlington or something. Burlington. That's the coat factory in Washington, dude. <laughs> there's no, a there's no, a Burlington no, no, no. in Ontario too. 
or yeah. Brampton or something like that. I, I, I'm going to say Owen Sound. Sure. Anyways, so Matt, if you're listening, which hopefully you are, uh, you know, Matt went back and listened to them, and he did all, all the, the photo challenges, in, like retroactively, because he wanted to learn. He wanted to progress. Now, I don't know how much retention you can get from, you know, blowing through 7 to 15 of them in a week. I mean, it does take some time to, to build and basically, you know, um, build up a retention of that info. But that's something that you can do. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and parrot that, parrot that back. And, and here's the other thing. There's a similarity here with Matt in that he also, I think he just recently published a website and mm-hmm. with his stuff. And he's got like, yeah, I think he's doing some, some work as a result of photography as well. Like he's got some pictures on there of, of some of his work, I think paid work. So, you know, there's definitely like, it's, it's out there. So there's, it's, it's, you know, there's, there's other people that have made this progression along with the podcast. It's not just people listening for the sake of uh, a few chuckles. Absolutely. Uh, the last reason I want to mention why I think Adam was successful is that you were willing to fail, always you're, you're okay with it. Yeah, but that that's a big thing. Is not everybody likes to do that. Not everybody likes to look quote unquote look bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's times there's times where you know your pictures by your own admission have been awful. Oh, absolutely. I still take and, awful pictures all the time. <laughs> well, me too. Me too. There's some that I I keep because I'm like oh, I gotta keep that. You know, my kid took his first steps, but it's out of focus and. You know, yeah. lens caps on, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, of course, they're not all Rembrandts, every single one of them. You know, barely 75% of my photos are Rembrandts. But don't be afraid to to, to look bad, because guess what? You're not going to look bad very often, and, and not for long. All of a sudden, you're going to find out that your pictures are getting better and better and better. Um, so that's why I highly recommend be willing to fail, because mm. you're going you're gonna to learn from that. Yes. I agree. I think that's about it. Great. So Adam isn't, he's really not quitting the show. Oh. I'm asking you. I don't know. Oh, I'll let you know next week. Cliffhanger. (laughs) 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 All right. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, So I want to say thanks again to everybody. Including Amazon. Including, we didn't even mention Amazon. That's where, like, yeah, like, I guess about a year ago now, or a little bit more, you know, we had the opportunity to, to have the Amazon affiliates and uh, our listeners were were great about about buying every like little things even you know not just big purchases but little little things too and it all adds up and they they click through our site and and go use Amazon exactly the way Amazon was meant to be used and and uh, no change by clicking through our site first and uh, we appreciate it basically it keeps the podcast it keeps me from having to pay for the podcast great because for the first couple of years, it was essentially I was funding it. Not only was I, you know, not making any money, it was costing me money, <laughs> which was I, I wasn't ups, I wasn't too upset about, you know, because it was a write-off, so it's just free, right? Um, but no, but at this point, um, it doesn't cost us any money. It's just our time and effort, and we're happy to do that. At least I am, and Adam is too, and so are his kids and his wife, who now have magazine uh, photos for photo albums. That's right great to have so uh next week's challenge i didn't think of one i thought maybe you could start for 201 mm, don't have one. what do you i wasn't even sure i was going to be back next week so i wasn't thinking that far ahead <laughs> 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 kind of thought kind of thought i was going out with a bang with iron man yeah well there's a sequel iron man 2 buddy <laughs> 
Um, I'm now <laughs> Iron Man and, and Superman. They they're they're different universes, right? One's DC, one's Marvel. I know. I was gonna put that in the. I have a picture of them together, and I was gonna put Marvel versus mm-hmm. DC. Um, didn't we have a challenge that you had sort of chambered from like a week or two ago that we sort of were holding off on? Was it fog? Yeah, fog. That was the that was the long. Yeah, but I can't guarantee I'll get fog oh, this weekend. Neither that can happens I. once you get the fog. Then we go. Oh, now it's this week is fog because I've done it. Okay. No, it's up to you, man. Dealer's choice. Let's like what what would you like to do? What uh, what's your favorite thing now that you have a, you know, fancy new light? I don't know. I don't. I, I'm really. I'm drawing a blank. This is awkward on two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> haven't haven't we covered it? How about how about we right. go back to an old faithful because it can be used in a number of ways and do a black and white. We've been it's been a while. You got to be kidding me. Why? Y- you interrupted me. I was about to say let's do black and white. Wow. That, Honestly. That's how in sync we are. Do you know what also do you know, do you want to know why I want to do black and white is is because I finally hung photos in the new house. Okay. And um well I'll talk about that on a different podcast I think but but I was really particular about it, and I thought in my office where I am right now, I only want to have black and white photos because I'm artsy like that. And so, boom, genius idea, black and white, let's do it. Next week's black and white. Okay. Oh, before we go, I didn't think we had time. Ah, you know what? I don't think we have time. Sorry, Don. Komarechka. You're not going to play his thing? He got bumped. No, no, he'll, 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 he'll play it for 300 or something like that. Oh. No, come on, here we go. We have a nice message from, uh, from, from Doncom. Hello, two hosers. Congratulations on your 200th episode. Uh, this is Don Komarechka just calling in with a nice little thank you note uh, for producing such a wonderful podcast over the last four years, I think. Uh, it's fun to see you know, the, the hard work and, and excellence that Adam has, uh, has put into this particular show and how he's grown as a photographer and to sort of watch all of that change. And, uh, and it's, just, it, it's exciting. Every podcast has some laughs and some jokes and lots of fun knowledge and some great inspirations. So thanks very much, Adam, for making such a great podcast. Well, there you go. Big fan of you uh, as well, evidently. Yes, I think uh, I think that sentiment is is echoed by our listeners. So I know you were going to quit the show. I think I'm going to quit the show now <laughs> and go move to the woods and just cry. Yeah, I'm going to continue on now that I know that uh, this is a one man deal. Yeah. So everybody oh, look sir. for that. It'll it'll get published once every 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a Terrence Malick film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Websites, Adam. Oh, well, th- thanks again to Don for, for sending that in, and thanks again to Chris Marquardt, because um, as I told Chris, uh, you know, Chris was a big reason, big inspiration for me doing the show. Like, he was really, as a guy who has his own show, um, was really supportive of me doing it. Yeah, you should totally do it. Knowing full well that I couldn't compete with his numbers, he didn't really care. But uh, no, he was really like, yeah, yeah, jump in, jump into the uh, the already saturated market. Welcome. <laughs> no, he was good. He was really good yeah. about it. Welcome and, to uh, the pool. You're sitting on my lap. It's <laughs> it's a great attitude to have as a as a photographer and, and and just in life to be so confident in what you do that you invite others to do it too. Yeah, sure. Come on, never be protective. If somebody asks you a question, hey, how do you shoot this? Tell them. I've dealt with people all the time. Oh, I hear them get asked a question. How do you shoot? Oh, I can't tell you that's a secret. Yeah, there's no secrets anymore. You know what the secret is? Be good at stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to protect ever, ever, ever. Do you think uh, 
Amber Hughes went out of business when that girl stole her photos? No. no. I mean, don't steal photos. That's not the point. <laughs> it, it was kind of lousy that her photos, photos got stolen and it all kind of got, got sorted out and blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't like it ended. Oh, geez, forget it. Amber's not telling other people, oh, don't get into wedding photography. She's not mad at you for doing wedding photos. Okay. She I knows. Heard from, I haven't heard from her lately. So. <laughs> well, she knows that no matter what, she, she has a very similar attitude that I do, I think, is, is, is she knows that no matter what, you're not going to compete with her. She is the, that good at that one specific thing and other things too, but she's very, very good. And if you get better than her, she's going to work harder and get even better. And that's just great. Everybody wins in that scenario. So there you go. That's, that's more, more advice. Um, and, and it was reinforced by Chris Marquardt's attitude, tips from the top floor. Do I get to see my website now? See your website. Is it tips from the top floor? Because that would be a good tie-in. <laughs> no, it's adamschwartz.ca. Check it out, everybody. Yeah. And my stuff at alanatridge.com and the two of us at twohosers.com, where you can go to find everything you want to know about everything we just talked about. Happy 200, Adam. You too, buddy. Till next week. Get out there and make better photos. Mm-hmm.